This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. Jesus does all things well. And if you're like me tonight and you've had the joy and privilege to accept Jesus by faith as your Savior, you are a forgiven child of God. You have the indwelling Holy Spirit. You have the ability through Christ to live a victorious Christian life. We must determine because Jesus does all things well to be a they. This group of people, when they heard that Jesus was in Decapolis... They didn't say, whew, I got to get to him so he can fix this ingrown toenail. Oh, I got to get to him because <clears throat> I got a little raspy throat. When they thought about Jesus coming to town, they had a burden for him. They had a burden for him. Folks, I want you to know something. One of the marks of being a true Christian is a response to the God-given burden to impact the lives of other people. The greatest example that Jesus set was his willingness to go to the cross for himself? No. He could have called 10,000 angels and came off of that cross. But he died alone for you and me. You see, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Why? Because he was interested in us. And when we consider how wonderful Jesus is, may we be faithful. When we consider that he doeth all things well, I want to encourage you to be a they for the hymns. The scripture continues in verse 32, and they bring... Unto him, one that was deaf. I don't even see the action that they did. It's simple. It's simple, yet it's life-changing. They brought him to Jesus. They brought to Jesus this man that was deaf. What'd they do? It looked something like this. They said however they could communicate with the man, whether they had to write it down or what. They took him by the hand, and they brought him into the presence of the Lord. They brought him to where they knew that he could get help. They brought him where they, could, where they knew he could meet Jesus. You know what they do? They bring people to Jesus. You know what we ought to do? We ought to determine to be a they. How long has it been since you invited someone to church? Let's take it another step. You see, these people didn't just casually go by and say, Hey, hey, buddy. Jesus is in town. You need to go see him. He can help you. That didn't somehow worked. They brought him. They brought him. Now, I want you to know something. This will absolutely rock your world. It will mess up your Sunday routine. But see if you can find somebody to put in your car and bring to church next Sunday. 
Now, that'll change your Sunday, and you'll have to change the way you do things. You may have to get up a little extra early. You may have to do a little extra work. It may cost you a little something. It may cost you some time. You may have to take them to lunch when you get finished. But I'll tell you something. If you'll determine to be a they, and you'll invest in the lives of people, and you'll be willing to change your schedule to help other people and bring other folks to church, and more importantly than that, to bring other people to Jesus, it'll make a difference. It's time well spent. It's effort well invested. And we as God's people, the Sunday night crowd at Bowling Springs Baptist Church, when we consider that Jesus doeth all things well, with God's help, we should determine to be a they. Man, don't we get so caught up with our own routine and our own burdens and our own preferences so much that we just excuse away our responsibility to be a they. What did they do? They brought. They brought. They brought this man to Jesus. I want you to know something. He was somebody that was less fortunate. He was someone that couldn't reciprocate couldn't pay them back. But these people, they, they brought the man to Jesus. That's not all they did. The Bible says in verse 32, And they bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they, here you see him again, what they do? They brought him, and then the Bible says they beseech him. What they do? They brought him, and then they prayed to Jesus. They besought, and they begged the Lord. They said, Lord, here's this man. He was somebody that couldn't speak for himself. But they went to the Lord for this man, and they besought the Lord, and they said, they beseech him to put his hand upon him. What they ask? They said, Lord, will you put your hands on him? Lord, will you just put your hands on him? And there's something that the Lord just kept reminding me of as I've studied this passage of Scripture was a prayer, the prayer that God's hand would be on people. I've heard it many, many times through the years, the statement, God's hand is on that man. God's hand is on that child. God's hand is on that woman. And you know what these people did, what they did? They brought the man to Jesus, and they asked the Lord to put his hands on him. I take a little liberty, but I think it's a noble prayer and a noble desire that we as God's people, as a church, that we'd pray, Lord, put your hand on him. Bless him. Pray for the feeling of the Spirit of God. Pray for a moving of the word of the work of God in people's hearts. Pray that God will help them. I wonder if you'll be a they and pray for the children of our church. Lord, put your hand on them. Use them. There's an interesting little situation here in the story that I'll tell you more about in just a moment. Some of you read the following verse and you immediately want to reach in your purse and get your hand sanitizer out because he spits and puts his hand in his ear and touches his tongue. Uh, 
I'll tell you a fun story. I am so privileged as a young teenage boy to grow up at Chilhowee Baptist Church. It's a church. It's not perfect. But I only know there's some special people. And there was one man that came to mind. Now, where I'm from, a wet willy is when you stick your finger in your mouth and get wet. And you go up to some random person and you stick your wet finger in their ear. How many of you ever had a wet willy? But we, we will have no wet willy people at the church. In 2018, that's a good way to get smacked. Don't be a wet willier. But at Chilhowee Baptist Church, we had a guy that did wet willies. He'd get his finger wet and he'd stick it in your ear. And uh, I remember, I think, I don't know if he did it more than once or to a person or not. I only remember once, but I remember one of the very first times Ruth ever went to Chilhowee Baptist Church with me. And uh, the man's name, he was a deacon in our church. And I'll just tell you, uh, you think it's weird that he did wet willies. But that was one weird thing that was offset by one of the most godly men, one of the most receptive, loving Christian men you've ever met in your life. First time Ruth, one of the first times Ruth went to church, we warned her about Cotton. His name was Cotton Crutchfield. He's in heaven now. We warned her about Cotton, but Cotton got her anyway. <laughs> it's gross, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I said all that to say this. I remember as a teenage boy going and visiting Cotton Crutchfield. And I knew that a pinhead teenage boy like me could go and visit Cotton Crutchfield. And he would show me respect. And he would love me. And he would teach me. And he would accept me. And he cared for me. He constantly told me, Cody, I love you. I love you. I love you. And he was an encourager. I want you to know something about Cotton Crutchfield. I believe that he was a they that prayed for a him, that God would put his hand on my life. And may God raise that up in our hearts and our congregation. There's no room among Christian people, for critical spirits. Every person in this room, all of us have problems, big problems, big flaws. May we not have a spirit that is critical, but may we have a spirit that says, by God's grace, I'm going to be a they that encourages the rottenness of the kids, I'm going to be the day that encourages the most troubled of the adults. I'm going to be a day that with my influence and with my opportunity as a child of God, I'm going to bring people to Jesus, and I'm going to pray that God will put His hand on people, that God will put His hand and put His touch, and that there would be the touch of God on the lives of the men and women and boys and girls of our church. Folks, I'll have you know something. These people are unnamed, the they's. But they made a massive impact in the work that Jesus did in the heart of a him. And what he did drew great attention to the Lord. And the opportunity for Jesus to heal and to minister grew and grew 
and grew and grew. Folks, it's a fact that Jesus does all things well. And in light of that fact, may God help us to be these to the hymns and point people to Jesus. Will you do it? Will you do it? Will you forsake the critical spirit and determine by God's grace, I'm going to pray God's hand on the people of our church and I'm going to bring the lost to Jesus and the needy to Jesus and I'm going to be a they. He doeth all things well. Number one, be a they for the hymns. Number two, number two, rest in the methods of Jesus. Rest in the methods of Jesus. Now, this is an interesting thing that we see in an interesting account that we find in the Scriptures. The Bible said that they besought him to put his hand upon him, verse number 33. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers into his ears. And he spit. I don't know for sure if he spit on the ground or if he spit on his hand. Most commentators believe he spit on his hand. For some reason, the Lord wants to think about the fact that he spit. He does this one other time. You remember? He kneels down and spits in the dirt and makes a little clay and puts it on a man's eye and healed him. He spit and touched his tongue. The man that he was dealing with couldn't hear him say, this is what I'm going to do. So Jesus touched him. Scripture continues, and looking up to heaven, he sighed and saith unto him, Ephphathai, that is, be opened. Now, here's something that I want to emphasize, and I believe it's emphasized here in the Scripture. Jesus did miracles different almost every time. I mean, it was so unusual, some of the things that Jesus did. And the point I want to make is that we should rest in the methods of Jesus. Think back through a few miracles with me. There are miracles where Jesus just makes commands. He looked at a man, he didn't touch him at all. A man that had never walked. Thank you for listening to Keep Your Heart Daily. Keep Your Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com.